Dating later in life has changed. We are rethinking and updating what it means to date today. Welcome to the Later Dater Today podcast. You're not late, you're right on time. And now your host and Later Dater guide, Lakshmi. Hey, Later Daters. Welcome to episode 36. So today I want to talk about something really important and really easy to overlook at any point in dating, but especially in today's dating climate and especially for the Later Dater. Today, I want to focus on one trait or perception that has become a filter for what we should look for when we are dating. Are they successful? And often that definition of success can be tied to money because, again, the design of dating apps gets you fixated on a few mostly superficial dating points like height, age, weight, where they went to school, and job title. And I just want to add that I think this idea of sussing out who is quote unquote successful extends way beyond dating. We are conditioned to try and sniff out in any room the power dynamics at play. But I've spent enough time with people in different stages of relationships to know that when it comes to their intimate and close relationships, the ones where you can relax, be yourself, and lean in, the most important quality you want to figure out is how connected you feel to that person. And as I've repeated many times in this podcast, getting to the connected part feels hard right now, especially when you're dating. So in this episode, I'm going to talk you through a clear distinction I make between the idea of striving versus success, and in the process, give you another set of tools to go from simply meeting to actually connecting. Let me back up for a second to tell you why I want to talk about this today. Yesterday, I got the chance to be on Scott Galloway's podcast, Prof G. He's a professor at NYU Stern Business School, and he touches on a lot of business and cultural topics, including dating and relationships. And I just want to say, I feel like a lot of people talk about relationships, but not a lot of people talk about dating, so I appreciate that. He also shared that a bulk of his audience are Gen Z men. Anyway, he made a statement about how many folks struggle when dating because a primary criteria on which they feel they are judged is how much money they make. And that comes with a lot of pressure, especially for men. And I answered the question, but I'm going to elaborate on it more here because I think this has more to do with modern dating culture than with what people actually want. And I want to offer, I guess, an antidote to the ways in which we can get primed to look for this narrow definition of success, and instead, how you might assess or tap into something else. And that is the idea I mentioned, striving. To me, striving is a bit different from pure ambition or even success. Pure ambition to me is going after the traditional markers of success. And often success in our society can often mean that either you accomplished something or that you have a lot of money. Striving is a cousin to both and it's placed in the present and future. Someone who is striving is pushing and maneuvering towards something with a combination of resilience, care, humor, and creativity. There is something they want that is out of reach and there is a meaningful reason why they want it. I think it's something you see particularly in athletes or entrepreneurs or anyone who's building something from scratch. Like, sure, they want to win, but at some level, the winning is also located in who they become as a result of aiming for something that has so many dimensions and hurdles to it. 
What they want to accomplish requires agility, not giving up, not beating themselves up, and probably most importantly, constantly having to learn new things. Here's another reason why I'm so bullish on looking out for the quality of striving versus success. People have different versions of themselves and a range of ideas for what they find attractive. I know this firsthand from holding singles events for years and doing tons of focus groups. Once you get people off the apps and off of consumer and swipe mode, they kind of chill out and realize that they have broader definitions for what is attractive than the apps have trained them to be. So you might be thinking, hey, this striving thing sounds great, but how do I pick up on it? Well, there are many ways. And now that I've simply put it in your head, you're going to notice it more yourself and see how it is a slightly different quality. So in this episode, I'm going to give you a set of questions that I believe will help you unlock the different ways that someone might be striving. But I want to connect a few dots for you first so you really understand why this is so important for the later dater in particular today. When we were younger, we kind of had a built-in emotional space for future ambitions and goals. People would ask us all the time, what do you want to do, be, build, make, have, create? What are your plans? Somewhere along the way, we are not only asked this question less, we ask it less of ourselves. There can be more of a focus on the past instead of the future. How did your career go? When did your marriage end? Why didn't that relationship work out? What's been your experience on the dating apps? Here's something fun I want you to think about. Knowing how to creatively shift a conversation from the past to the future might actually be a better way to understand someone's past. And knowing how to pull this out of yourself and others, the parts of you that are still striving, the parts that are not simply hanging on to laurels or failures of the past, that's when you see how someone draws their gaze into the future. Okay, so first I'm going to give you the questions, and then I'm going to walk you through each question carefully so you understand them at their core, and therefore they can affect you at their core. And I think you'll quickly realize that these questions have application way outside of dating. And honestly, they're actually a part of the workshops and seminars I give for teams in the workplace. But I always start my work with dating because I think it's connected to everything else. So here are a series of questions I want you to ponder for yourself and for the people you might meet out there. One, what is something you've been meaning to learn? Two, what is something you haven't quite figured out yet? Three, what is something you're working to get better at and how's that going? And finally, what is something you feel compelled to learn or do? These are questions I have tested in many different situations on many different people. So first, let me share with you what questions we usually ask, and then I'll go into why the questions I just listed are so much better and more expansive. This area of someone's life is usually explored through the question of hobbies. And hobbies are also one of the most common fields on a dating app. Hobbies, you know, things you like to do for fun. Hobbies have a passive quality to them. And a hobby is literally what you do to pass the time. And the problem with this is that so much of how we pass time these days is sadly often looking at different size screens. So the question is literally harder and harder to answer. And yet this is the question on most dating apps or among the first questions that people ask on a date. Okay, 
So the first one, what's something you've been meaning to learn? The thing about this question is that it has in it a built-in tension or story structure. So in order for me to answer this question, I have to tell you not only about what I'm trying to learn, but what has held me back or gotten in the way. There's a splash of drama built right into it. And the answer doesn't have to be terribly deep or soul-stirring. I've heard so many responses, everything from I've been meaning to learn how to change a car tire to I've been meaning to learn all the names of my cousins to I've been meaning to learn how to braid my daughter's hair. Now, just imagine a natural follow-up question to this is, well, why is that important to you? Or why haven't you? It gives you a sense of not only what that person pays attention to, but what might get in their way. You can start imagining the scenario, seeing the story. And the only part you have to be careful about here is that you're not trying to point out a failure or an unrealized goal. You're trying to locate a loose end. Some of those important strings that still beg to be tied into a bow. So how you ask this question really matters. Here's something similar, but it usually leads to totally different responses. What's something you haven't quite figured out? What I love about this question is that it's the part of someone's brain or heart that wants to Google something, and instead you're bringing it forward and turning it into a point of connection. Strangely, the most common response I've had to this question is, how to fold fitted sheets? But this taps into a bigger element of human curiosity about the world, things that people wonder about themselves or others or just about modern life. So I've even heard things like, I still can't figure out how I have 50 browser tabs open at the end of the day, or how did Star Trek so accurately predict so much about humans and technology, or how do my kids know exactly when I'm focused so they can interrupt me? And what I want you to notice is how the phrase figure out can lead to different responses than the word learn. Learn usually points to a skill, and the other points to, you know, more of a head-scratcher. Something that is small or even breathtakingly expansive, like, could there be life out there? Or just very real, like, how do you date and get to know people when you have a full-time job and take care of your parents? It can lean into something super existential and relational right now, like, I'm trying to figure out how to know my colleagues when we all work remotely. Or I'm just trying to figure out how to reduce the number of subscriptions I have to streaming services. So yes, you see how it can be really light and playful? Okay, the next one. What's something you're working to get better at and why? The idea here is that you're starting to go into internal territory. Because the way that this question is phrased is that it's about something that someone is trying to work out with themselves. So you'll hear more intangible conceptual things like, listening or not being judgmental or making my health a priority. Now, my recommendation with this one is not to go digging immediately to find any pain or vulnerability underneath it, but to simply notice and appreciate it so you know what they're working on and that this might be something they struggle with. But how people answer this question will tell you something about their ability to self-reflect, hold the mirror up to themselves, and maybe even how you can support them in some small way. Okay, now that last one. What's something you feel compelled to learn or do? Now, the reason why I like this question is because it's sort of a concoction of all the things in the other questions. 
And I wouldn't open with this one. This is not for everyone. And it's probably not a first time get to know you question. This is when you're in a place where it's okay to go deeper because you're going into the territory of longing. This is something where it's not an oversight or a should or a need to. This is a better way to ask about someone's bucket list without just getting, well, a list. This is about being drawn to something, like this force they can't quite explain. So it could be something like, I just really want to get all of my friends together to watch The Matrix. Or I want to do an audio recording of my parents to hear their life story while they are still healthy. Or I want to travel to Turkey and get on one of those hot air balloon trips. Do you see how a question like this demands a mix of specificity, internal digging, and wonderment? And the cool thing with this question is that it might reveal something that even that person has not thought about in a while or has pushed aside. And in that, you get a sense of how this person has dreams and goals that are in their draft folder. Okay, so to wrap. It's questions like these that might help you understand and unpack how someone is striving and reaching into the future. And that might even be a better indicator of the kinds of success markers that might matter more for you today. A today where being able to manage your emotions, handle loads of information, and be excited about the future might be the new most attractive qualities, not just the seemingly stable job listed in a profile. And especially for you, the later dater, answering these questions for yourself will have you talking and rethinking about your past differently, as well as your all-important future. Answering these questions now might have you filling out your profile differently later. It will probably have the biggest impact on the questions you ask during your next date or just someone you're trying to get to know better. Now, I've had a few people listen to the rough cut of this episode, and they said they totally tracked and followed and found it useful, but that they had to listen twice. If that's the case, go for it. I think more dating content should be worthy of being listened to twice. It probably means that it might change how you go about dating. Questions like these, when asked playfully with a lightness and non-judgment, can also have the effect of simply making the dating pool better. Because you're part of breaking free of the sometimes tyranny of the profile and move away from any narrow box of success to the future forward expansion that comes with knowing that you or someone that you're getting to know is striving. Thanks for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes which come out weekly. And be sure to visit us at thelaterdatertoday.com. We've got some big updates and expansions coming up. Again, thank you for listening. Please let me know if you use any of these ideas on a future interaction because I would love to hear some of the outcomes and maybe even some ways that we can make it better. This is Lakshmi, the host and guide of The Later Dater Today. Today.